right? In the passage that we read, Joshua is uh, an old man, okay? He is 110, so he is very old, and he's dying, and he knows that he's dying. He knows that he's dying, so he calls the leaders of the people together because he wants to speak to them one last time. Uh, and what we read in Joshua 24, if you go home and read it for yourselves, because we've just read three verses, it's Joshua's last ever sermon to his people. Okay? And he wants a response from them. He doesn't want them to say, oh, that was really nice. Or he doesn't want them to say, well, we gave him a good send-off because we all gathered together to hear him one last time. He doesn't want that. He, he wants a response from them. He wants them to respond to what he is saying. Uh, and he says in verses 14 and 15, Therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I, I got, I got um, four little points, okay? Choose whom serve today, okay? Choose whom serve today. Now, we, we all make choices. Yeah, we make choices every single day, don't we? Uh, some of them are easy. Some of them are more difficult. Uh, we, we choose what to wear when we get up in the morning. For me... Dead simple, I wear whatever's on the floor from the night before, okay? It's just so much easier that way, yeah? If I've got to go in the wardrobe because Rosemary's put my things in the washing, I just go right-hand side of a wardrobe, and whatever is there out, it comes, yeah? And I'm happy like that. I have much more difficulty choosing what to eat when I go out to dinner. Yeah, that seems to be a much more difficult choice for me because I look at the menu and everything looks good. And then I worry about whether somebody else will have something that's better than what I have on my plate and whether I would have wanted that instead. So, there we are. When we come to the big things, those choices are not really important, are they? Where we live is more important. Where we live, are we close to a good church that we can go to? Or, or are we miles and miles and miles away? The job that we do is important. Do we have a job that allows us to get to church on a Sunday? Or do we have a job that's going to keep us away from church on a Sunday? That's an important choice to make. Who we marry, that's an important choice to make, isn't it? Who we marry. All of these are more important choices than the clothes that you wear in the morning or, or what you have to eat when you go out for dinner. How do you choose? You know, in some cultures, uh, who you marry is decided on by your parents, isn't it? Um, I heard uh, Desert Island Discs uh, a few weeks ago uh, on my way home from church, uh, and there was a, 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 an Indian lady who, who was a cook. can't remember her name, but she was um, some sort of famous cook, Indi Indian, obviously. Uh, and uh, she'd had an arranged marriage, uh, and she'd met her husband. I think she said she met her husband four times before they got married. There's not much opportunity for courtship or getting to know each other then, is there? The fourth time was the marriage day. Sometimes those sorts of marriages work. Sometimes they don't. In our country, in our culture, we choose our own husband or wife. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Are we any better? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Joshua challenges the people in the passage. Choose what God you will serve. 
even more important than choosing a husband or a wife. Choose what God you will serve. A husband or a wife is for this life. A God is for this life and the next life. Choosing the God that you serve is important. He sets before them what the God of Israel had done for them. Now, these people, they're the same age or a little bit younger than Joshua. Okay? They were the children in the desert. They were the children that came through the Red Sea. They have seen the things that Joshua is speaking of. They've had manna. They ate it. They drank from the water that came out of a rock. They walked through the Red Sea. They saw Pharaoh's army being drowned in the Red Sea when the waters came back. Joshua is speaking about what these people have seen and experienced themselves. The battles that they thought that they fought, they had seen. When Balaam came, they knew about it. So he's speaking to them about things that they've seen. And he says to them, if serving God is evil, if serving this God that has done all these things for you is evil, then choose someone else to follow. Choose a different God. Choose the gods of your ancestors before they crossed the river. The gods, the gods that Abraham's people worshipped. The gods that, that Abraham's family worshipped in Ur, beyond the, the Euphrates we had on the board. Beyond the Euphrates. Serve those. Serve the gods of a land in, sorry, serve the gods of a people in whose land you're going to dwell. Serve those. Serve the gods of the Egyptians that you came from. You know about those. Serve those. But make your choice. Make your choice. Whom? Point to whom? In some countries, it is automatically assumed that you will follow the God of that country. If you were born in a Muslim land, you automatically become a Muslim. Uh, and you're not allowed to change. Uh, and if you change, um, and people in the land find out about it, they'll, they'll kill you. If Islam is in the ascendancy in that land. Some people think if you're born in a Christian land, you are automatically a Christian. Yeah? Uh, and that's it. That's the end of the story. You're born in a Christian land, therefore you are a Christian. The God of the Bible doesn't work like that, does he? He calls people from all nations, from all creeds, from all other religions to serve him and to, be, to become his. And we have a choice. We have a choice to follow the God of a country into which we are born or to follow the God of the Bible or to choose to follow some other God. And everyone has to make this choice. We all make it. We all make it to serve some God or other. Now you might say to me, there are, there are atheists in this land. People like um, Richard Dawkins. He doesn't believe in any God. Yeah, he refuses to believe in God. Doesn't want any form of God in any shape or way or color or anything else. People that don't believe in any form of God but deny the existence of any sort of God are, are just like our Frank Sinatra song that's sang at so many funerals now. Remember Frank Sinatra? He sang, I did it my way, didn't he? And that seems to be sung uh, at lots and lots of funerals today. I did it my way. People who decide that there is no God, they, they are saying, I am my own God. That's what they're saying. I don't want another God. I am my own God. I decide what is right for me. I decide how I am to be judged. I decide how everybody else is to be judged. Everybody is judged by my criteria. I am my own God. I follow me. 
That's what they're saying. That's what they're shouting. That is what they're proclaiming. I am my own God. I follow me. You know, there are many gods to follow in this world, aren't there? This world has, has millions of gods. I read somewhere that Hindus have 33 million gods. I have no idea who counted them. Okay, but 33 million gods. You, you seem to have a god in any shape or form or color imaginable. Yeah? You decide you can have a god in that shape. If you want your god as a little baby, you can have your god as a little baby. If you want him as an old man, you can have him as an old man. If you want him as an elephant stuck on a, on a man's body, you can have that as well. Okay? You can have any shape, any form you want if you're a Hindu. There's a Muslim god. They call him Allah. There is a god that the Jehovah Witnesses follow. There is a god that the Christian scientists follow. There is a god that the Buddhists follow. None of those gods is the god of the Bible. The god of the Bible stands alone. He stands aloof from all other gods. This is the same in Joshua's day. Okay, Don't think that many religions is a modern problem. It isn't. There were many gods in Joshua's time, exactly the same as there are today. They didn't have Islam. They didn't have Buddhism. Uh, they didn't have Hinduism, but they had plenty of other choice. They had the gods of the Amorites. Note that. It's not the god of the Amorites. It's the gods of the Amorites. They had the gods of the Egyptians. The Egyptians had gods for all sorts of things. They had the gods that their ancestors worshipped before they came across the river and came to the promised land in the first place. They had all of those gods that they could choose from. They had loads of choice. They had a wide variety of gods that they could choose, and they had a wide variety of practices that they could follow. They had even more different practices to follow their gods than we do today. They could choose whatever took their fancy. Joshua continues, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the God of the Bible, Joshua is saying, in, in, in modern speak. We are going to serve the God of the Bible. We are serving the God of Israel. We are going to serve the God that brought us out of Egypt. Now, it seems like a non-brainer, doesn't it? Serve a God that's going to look after you. Serve a God that's going to sort out your enemies. Serve a God who can bring you through the wilderness safely. Serve a God who is going to defeat all the other gods of all the other peoples around you in such a spectacular way. Serve him. Serve a God who is going to walk you through the desert for 40 years with a pillar of cloud in front of you by day and a pillar of fire by night and who is not going to let your shoes wear out for 40 years. Can you imagine that? I'm, I'm reasonably light on my feet. Yeah, my shoes will last about four years. Yeah, but 40 years without a change of shoes? That's incredible, isn't it? 40 years without a change of clothes because your clothes won't wear out. Choose a God who's going to do this. This should really be a no-brainer. Choose a God who tells you exactly what you need to do to worship him. You don't have to guess. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to worry that you're going to miss out on something or not do something or miss the mark because you, you worship him in the wrong way because God has told us exactly what you need to do to worship him. And, and he's had it written down. 
He's told you exactly what you need to do. You don't need to worry whether or not you're going to miss it because it's all written down there for you and has been for the last 2,000 years or so. So choose a God who's going to tell you what he wants from you. Now, herein lies the problem, isn't it? God makes demands. We heard it in the children's story. God makes demands. So point three, serve. You don't choose a God to put him on a mantelpiece to make your room look pretty, dear. That's not what you do. You don't choose a God to follow uh, and you, you stick him in a lamp uh, and you, know, you give the lamp a little rub when he wants something and then you let him out. That, that's not choosing a God to follow. You choose a God to serve. You choose a God to follow. You, you choose a God to live your life by and to live your life with. What does it mean to serve? We heard in a children's story, it, it means to do things God's way instead of our way. Yeah, to do things God's way. And we do it badly. We do it badly because we like our way. Yeah, I like my way. You like your way. Yeah, and, and our pride gets in the way, and we want to do things our way rather than doing them God's way. We, we are a rebellious people. We are just like the people that Joshua is speaking to. We are rebellious, and we want to go our own way. Serving puts people off. The number of times people have said to me, I, I'd never become a Christian. You have to go to church twice on a Sunday. You have to follow all these rules. That's oh, not for me. I'm not giving up my Sundays for that. The cost is to follow God rather than following ourselves. And it's a big cost. Jesus told us to consider it before we made our choice, didn't he? Choose. Last point this day. What is the urgency? You know, for Joshua, the urgency was on Joshua's side. He wanted to know what his people were going to do. He's 110. He's going to die. He knows he's going to die, and he's going to die soon. And he wants his people, he wants to know where his people are going. He wants to know that his people are going to be safe in the arms of God. It's what we would want for our children, isn't it? We would want our children, we would want to know that our children are walking safely in the arms of God. We would want to know that our children have God's arms around them and he is keeping them safe because they have chosen to follow him. Yeah, That's what we want, isn't it? That, that's, that's the best thing that we can want. The, the, the best news that we can have is that our children have become Christians and our children follow God. And this is what Joshua wants for his people. And he wants to know that before he dies. It's going to give him some comfort. There is urgency here for us today as well. Okay, there is urgency here for us today as well. Because we do not know when we will be called to meet God. We do not. We have a set number of days on this world. And then we will be called to meet God. And every single one of us will be called to stand before God in judgment. My daughter, my daughter, my oldest daughter works in the EMW office. Um, just after Christmas, January the 4th, they were, they were in the office and they were having a good time. Uh, and she said that they'd laughed all day uh, and they went home in the evening and uh, the lady, the office manager, uh, went to bed at night and she got up at two o'clock in the morning because his son was still playing video games in his room uh, and the light was on. Uh, and she went into his room and told him off and told him he needed to go to bed and go to sleep. Uh, and she went back to her room, but she fell on the way. 
uh, and ended up on the floor. Uh, and her son heard it and, and ran into the room, called his sister, they called an ambulance, she was rushed into hospital. Uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, she was pronounced dead. She didn't have a tomorrow. There were three boys two weeks ago on a bus stop in Hayes going to a party, three teenagers, and a car drove into them. They didn't have it tonight, let alone a tomorrow. When will you be called to meet with God? Whenever you are called, you will need to put your house in order before you meet him. Because once you've met him, it's too late to alter anything that you've done here. So, Joshua's call. If it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I trust that you and your households will serve the Lord as well. Amen.